Welcome everybody back to episode 10 of On the Wild. We have a very special guest with us today, Alyssa Morrison, coming from Westminster, Maryland. Alyssa, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Great, thanks. Chilling, chilling. Yeah, so tell uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Uh, oh, where to start? Um, no, I <laughs> met Riley and Anoush through school, so I go to Ryerson University, we're all in our second year of sport media. Aside from school full-time, I am a graphic designer for a junior hockey team called the New Jersey 87s. Um, I do a little YouTube on the side, social media on the other side. So all around, I just do a lot of um, digital content creation. And yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of me. <laughs> yeah, and so we did meet Alyssa at Ryerson doing sport media. She's yeah. finishing out the semester, but you will be switching to Florida, University of Florida. Gator. Yeah, coming yeah, next Nation. semester. Yep. So how did that journey come about? Well, um, you know, I think, I think I got to a point at Ryerson where I felt like I kind of got everything out of it that I needed to. Obviously, no one goes into um, your first or second year of college looking to transfer. I think you're always expecting to finish out your four years at the same school. But for me, I, I just lost my passion and we're in such a niche program that I wanted to make sure that I was doing the right thing for my future and taking the best step forward in the sense that I could do really whatever I want in my life. And I felt like at Sport Media, I mean, you guys know, we have kids in our program that are already established in the industry, already working for really high up companies. And that kind of made me think about like, is that really what I want to do? And I really still don't know what I want to do. And I want to make sure that I'm putting myself in a position where I have the option to make whatever decision I need to. Um, so I'm going to be transferring into the telecommunications program at UF. So hopefully I can have a more general education and go from there. Yeah. And I mean, Florida is an amazing place to live. That'll yeah. be really cool for your YouTube channel and how you yeah. travel across Florida and whatever. How did the YouTube channel come about? Like, how did that kind of start? You know, I grew up watching youtubers i watched like bethany moda lord diy so that was like who raised me but i always had like a little ipod and wanted to film myself and i pretended like i wasn't so i would do like little hauls and makeup tutorials and all that stuff and <laughs> now i'm at the point where this is like kind of the industry that i'm in is doing media and I finally built up the courage to start the YouTube channel. But the main purpose behind it was when I moved to Toronto, actually, um, you know, Maryland, Toronto, it's probably like a 10 hour drive. My parents, I wanted to show them what was going on and, you know, all the adventures I was having at school. Um, now that I'm at home and I live with my parents, I'm trying to share my experiences and my knowledge with the rest of the world. I've kind of built like a really cool community where it's not even just like followers. It's like we all talk to each other and I try and answer everyone if they have any questions. And I've made some really amazing friends through YouTube. So it came about really humbly, but now I'm just doing it for fun. That's sick. That's sick. And one of the things like I noticed like uh, over time is you become a very empowering figure yeah. and it, like with women in their bodies and their self-worth and stuff like that. And just people in general as well. Have you always been someone that likes to empower people? I know you've done it a lot through social media, or has that come about recently? I definitely think, 
I mean, I am truly a believer that regardless of numbers, like you could have 10 followers, you could have 10,000 followers, you're still going to have an impact on the people that are following you and your audience. So I've always kind of had that mindset of like whatever I put out there is going to be seen by other people. So I think ever since I've started social media, I've I've tried to make make my platform very positive and a very um, uplifting environment for people. Um, I think now that I've grown my platform into like TikTok and YouTube and Twitter and all of those things, um, now more than ever, I kind of realize that my voice does matter. Everyone's voices matter. Everyone that has social media or not. But definitely for me, it's been super important to help other people realize that there's more to this life than just waking up, doing work, going to school, going to bed, and that's it. So that's kind of been my main thing. Have I always been like that? Probably not. I would like to say I I was always like that. I think that just comes with experience and time, but also I've built up my confidence so much in the last few years that I finally feel comfortable putting myself out there like that. So um, that was a long answer to your short question. But no, I've not always been like that. But now that I realize and recognize the platform that I do have, I really try and promote just positive energy all around. Yeah, I've really noticed that with all your videos. You know, I'm a I'm a loyal viewer and um, (laughs) (laughs) and I see like there's always a positive message message with every single episode. Or every video, sorry. Um, And what really stands out to me is the production quality. Like your quality is actually fire. It's really good. Thank you. That's that's what we're paying for, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Like it's like when I I'll walk into my sister's room at night and like she'll just be watching like YouTube on her TV and it's like when I see your videos, it's the exact same as girls that have like millions of subscribers. So I can totally see like in the future of it's obviously gonna build up even more. Like you're really entertaining to watch. But the one thing you're talking about, like, um, you're a very extroverted person, would you say? Would you say? <laughs> I, I, I would say so, so. right? Like, I, yeah, I'd say so. I, like, me and Anuj are pretty introverted in terms of yeah. when we're in public. I don't know if it's social anxiety or whatever, but we're not, like, as outgoing to newer people. Yeah. But when yeah. we're in a comfortable environment, we can, you know, dish and talk the normal way. But when you're with new when people... When I'm comfortable, I don't shut up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, with new people, it's kind of harder. Like, with, with us and how we met. Like, we were in sound production together, right? And I, I don't even think we... We sat next to each other, and I don't think we talked the first two classes. Yeah, no, I I don't think we did either. And I think, <laughs> I mean, everyone was kind of really nervous. I talked about this a little bit on my channel, a little bit on other people's podcasts. But, like, I don't think people realize, like, sport media at Ryerson is no joke. Like, it is <laughs> it prestigious. Isn't. It's hard to get into. It's hard to stay in because you have to do so much work and not necessarily – like difficult work in the sense that like we have to do all this math and science but it's a lot of um like work like Like, physical work like staying up late finishing projects meeting deadlines like it's no joke and I think at that point in our university career we were all still very intimidated like I don't think anyone really had a certain friend group at that time but I knew, I knew we were going to be friends. Like, that was, like, a given because you're yeah. so down to earth. And, I mean, Anoush, I kind of met you through Riley. Yeah. But we really started talking in Multicam. Is that Multicam. what the Yeah, because I actually remember it, we were doing, like, rotations. And we were in yes. the same, like, group. 
Yeah, I think we were doing like producing and directing and all that, and we were kind of just like doing everything together. And that's when I really met you. Yeah, and you really brought me on my show. Like you, like yeah, were very outgoing and you were very wel- welcoming. That's one Aww. of the things I was leading to is like her being kind of more extra. You may not even be extroverted, but more extroverted in terms of us. Yeah, but yeah. you kind of like were the one talking to me in sound production and asking about me and what I enjoy. So that kind of yeah, same just with me. like me. Like I came out of my shell there, and then we would you know talk in class all the time. We talk with Jack, who was sitting to my left as well. Yeah, but it was multicam that we became friends because we actually worked together for. We were filming you, I think, because you're a cheerleader at Ryerson. We were filming your your day in the life of uh, cheerleader and being in sport media as well. Yes. So, yeah. I, oh, my gosh. You bring back so many memories, and it's so weird to think about how we're not in person anymore. Like I that. Know. That It was feels like it was so life. long ago. Yeah. So long ago. But, yeah, so I think, I mean, I'm not really close with anyone in sport media. Like, I don't have a, a tight-knit friend group, and I know there are, like, little clicks here and there. But I think definitely Riley and for sure Anoush, like I have so much respect for you guys. You work so hard and I love this podcast so much, but also like you're just so down to earth. And I think a lot of people can get that message from your podcast because you guys are so down to earth. So, um, yeah, we we all came from humble roots (laughs) (laughs) for sure. For sure. So I know it's your guys' podcast and I'm the guest, but I actually... Riley and I had this conversation on FaceTime like a few days ago and I wanted to bring it up during the podcast episode. So this past weekend I was in Philly um, covering a hockey tournament and I had like this crazy realization of like who I was when I was like 15, 16 to now I'm now 20 and one of the main things I would look forward to going to hockey tournaments with my brother is like looking up the roster or like going to the elite prospects page and like looking up all the guys and I mean nothing would come out of it because I didn't have enough confidence or balls to like actually follow through but I just wanted to ask you guys did you know that girls do that like at your games and I'm don't don't say they don't because they do there's girls I didn't know they did it to that extent yeah I I never played hockey so I don't know yeah well even football like I would do the same thing for football yeah like for for football in high school and like me playing hockey uh like girls would always come to the games and you'd be like you'd walk out of the change room after the game there'd be like six girls in the lobby you they may not be there for you but like sometimes they would be and you'd be like oh hey like what's up but like never to that extent that I know of I don't think we had like elite prospects I wasn't active a hockey player but (laughs) Uh, I never thought about it because I was just like was focused on the game itself. Yeah, true. So I didn't really think about anything. Yeah, else. I was so like tunnel vision into the game. But at the same time, like in elementary school, like if you played rep hockey, you had a bit of street like street yeah. cred. Like you right. were you were the guy. Yeah, you, you were, were va- you were valid yeah. because we're you from, played we're rep from hockey. Oakville. If you had an Oakville Rangers jacket, you were the yeah, you were cool. You were the guy. You were cool. Yeah, uh, high school like it changed a bit because every everyone like grew up a bit. But mm-hmm. like in elementary school, like you were sick. Yeah. I remember like because I played house league for a little while, and I'd like watch the kids with Ranger jackets. Be like, I want to be them so bad. <laughs> no, I. So that's the thing is like you guys are saying you're so focused on the game that it literally doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. I would have girlfriends that would ask to come to my brother's hockey games with me. My brother and I were only. 16 months apart so really the age gap was so small that it was like screw it like why not and my friends would come to my game come to his games like with me and then we would like 
be scouting, but not for not for like a college team. We'd be scouting right. for our relationship. And it never ended up like falling through, like I said. But I just thought that was so interesting because when you think about, you know, girls versus guys, a lot of the times my girlfriends were all like, guys are stupid. They don't understand what's going on. But it's not even that. Like you just are so oblivious to the fact that that's what's happening. You know what it's I mean? One- it's one being oblivious because we're focused on the game, but yeah. I will say like from experience, I was an idiot as a little <laughs> kid. Like I did not pick up on any signs. I did not know the difference between flirting and just a regular conversation when yeah. I was like 12 yeah. or 13. I know all about it. Yeah. Like if I was me now back then, I'd be like, oh my gosh, what, how did I not understand that? Like what? Exactly, yeah. But I would be like, do you think it's also it. like, sorry? Like I would be so frustrated with it because at the time like you're like i'm doing all this work i have all their names printed out i have their stats from five years ago like i have all this information and it feels like so much work and i'm like how are they still not noticing me i requested to follow their instagram like five months ago i'm still in the request box like all these things but i guess you guys just don't think about that well would, I'm, I'm curious about the instagram thing too like if a girl follows you on instagram or follows you back is your is that your way of saying like yeah i'm into you not like into you, but like you're attractive. So because I've heard other girls say that, like yes. guys, like they have to DM to make it clear. But girls are like, when I followed you, that was the sign. So here's the like, thing, guys. I disclaimer: I do have a boyfriend now. So this is pre pre taken, Alyssa. This is single, Alyssa. Um, yeah, and it sounds so <laughs> dumb to say like a little follow request especially if you're private you know like the guy will see it if they're private because sometimes when they're public it just like you know goes down the drain but when it's private and then they they request you back i mean you're basically on your second date at this point because (laughs) it means so much (laughs) so the dms are open if i get a follow from a girl well is that what you're saying respectfully oh yeah respectfully i would never um i i would definitely say like I would, do you guys cuss on this? I would shit bricks if I followed you and then you followed me back and then DM'd me. Like any guy that I would have done that to, I would have gone insane. Like my plan worked. That never happened. So I can't say that um, it works in my favor. But I know a bunch of girls, that's what they do. And like literally, you know how guys, this is kind of going off topic, but you know, I don't know if you guys do this. If guys will like, like a bunch of pictures in a row like non-stop even if they're from like a while ago that's also a sign that they're into you i don't do that i don't do that i feel like that's really weird i'm like if you're ever stalking someone's instagram and you accidentally like an old photo it's like immediate panic yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like Like jail time i'm screwed i just let it be (laughs) no yeah like that's also a huge thing too like these are I'm, i'm giving you the inside scoop of what girls are looking for but also this is me like a while ago if i was single now i think it would definitely be more like i'm expecting myself to make the first move like if i found someone attractive i would probably slide in the dm first like with garrett my current boyfriend shout out garrett i love you so much he (laughs) we met like a while ago through mutual friends because he was on the baseball team at another school my friends were on the baseball team at my school they played all those things but eventually it came down to we had our first date and i was literally like okay 
so are we dating or is this just worthless? Because if it's worth it, I'm going home. Like, right. <laughs> I like you paid for my dinner. Now we're going home or we're staying together forever. Like, that's the option. And it sounds crazy, but I knew what I wanted at that time. And I think that just comes with confidence. But for guys, I think if you feel the same way about someone, that's such a power move. Like, that shows, like, you have confidence. You are sexy if you are able to do that and follow through. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that makes sense. One thing I wanted to talk about, because, like, you brought up the the sports thing, and and we were talking about Canada versus America. How different is, like, American – high school football compared to oh Canada because like crazy as outsiders so we watch it like it's this huge thing but high school football here is like it's exciting stadiums. but like yeah you have stadiums we have like little bleachers yeah, yeah um it, it's a big deal uh Friday Night Lights like that is a thing every week we would have a themed game homecoming forget about it like stadium is packed <laughs> I live in a small town or I come from a small town my high school is pretty small we still had so many people show up every single friday night in the rain in the snow like everything and it's 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 a big deal the camaraderie that comes between schools it's actually insane and it honestly makes me sad for you guys that you don't get to experience it but i think you guys kind of do right with like hockey and you your games because i mean that's kind of what i've heard is like hockey is the equivalent to like football i guess yeah um yeah it pissed me off because i would like (laughs) i played i played i I played three years of high school football i played grade 9 10 and 11 yeah grade 12 is when we had friday night lights games so i wasn't even there for it so wasn't that the year they won too oh no you were there i was there when they won yeah right but like Grade 12 was when they got the Nike jerseys, the yeah. Friday Night Lights games, oh. they got to travel. I was like, all right. So that's the yeah. thing, too, I- is there's so much investment that goes into this. Like, I think the um, uniforms were like Under Armour and, you know, they would have practices. Like, I got to film a video for them, like, my senior year. I mean, I'm getting up at the crack ass of dawn to film these players doing, like, NFL drills like I'm not even kidding it was insane and the fact that they treat it like that like that's why it attracted so much attention is because they literally treated it like it was a big deal and one of my close friends his name's Jacob Busick he now plays football for Navy and I really like he was talking I interviewed him earlier for like one of our sports journalism classes and he was talking about like high school football was the peak of his I mean football career like even though he's in you know college playing D1 now like the friendships you make during that time is just so special and for me covering it and making videos every Friday night I loved watching it and that's what I wanted to do like I think that was a really big part in why I'm in sport media and I want to be in the industry is because I got to witness it firsthand with football and I I love the idea of it but you know there are some people that are like they invest too much in in the sports and not enough in like the arts or whatever but i i love friday night lights like if you ask me if i miss high school no but i do miss that aspect of it a lot yeah (laughs) and i think another thing is because in america right it's high school teams like garrett i know garrett plays baseball his his baseball team is the high school team right or what yeah so when he was on the baseball team they actually won states so they won state championship for maryland and that was insane in itself too because they're playing in this huge stadium i forget where it was but for um for states for football 
I think they play where the Ravens play. So it's wow. it's a big Damn. deal. Imagine that. And yeah. like getting to that point is is such a a big deal in the sense that like players will transfer schools for certain teams. Like it yeah. wasn't even looked at as a school anymore because we all knew we were getting the education anyway. So it was like, where do you want to place your sport and how far are you willing to go for that? I mean, I know people who have transferred before the football team and for the lacrosse team in Maryland lacrosse is huge and I know so many people that have transferred they actually because of my school they had to make a rule where you could only transfer like x amount of years like out of your senior year and then the year after you transfer you cannot play a varsity sport because they wanted to prevent you from like literally changing schools for your career like your you know sports career we had stuff like that for different reasons. Like for hockey, uh, when we got to the varsity level, grade 11 and 12, if you played rep hockey, you couldn't play high school hockey. So that's like the biggest thing between Canada and America. Like you guys have just high school sports. Me, like I'm playing baseball and hockey with the school, but in the like actual seasons, I'm playing for the rep teams in the town. Oh. So like when we would have, we'd have like four or five baseball tournaments. Like I played at Mississauga for baseball. We'd go down to like Indianapolis, New York. We'd be playing teams that have been training together for four years because they were in high school and they like during the wintertime in high school, they'd book out like facilities and practice. And we'd be like a month into the season and we'd get like absolutely ripped. (laughs) But like, it'd be cool if we had, our teams were high school teams. We'd have way bigger audiences because that'd be the, that'd be like the show in the town. Right. Talking about the Raven stadium. I'm like, yeah, I thought playing at McMaster was a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, like that's the thing too, is like same here in America. If you're really serious about a sport, you're going to, you know, sacrifice it. Like my brother, he plays junior hockey in Boston. That was a lot. And in Maryland, like hockey's really not that big of a deal. Um, when the Caps won the Stanley Cup, that's kind of when the attraction around hockey started growing in the DMV area, DC, Maryland, Virginia. But even at that, it's like you still kind of want to play a high school sport. For me, I never did cheer in high school. I always stuck to all-star cheer. And that was a choice that I had to make. And it was really hard because you want to cheer on your football team for Friday Night Lights and all those little perks, wearing your uniform to school. But for me, there was like other external factors that were playing into that decision. So I think depending on the sport, of course, um, in Maryland, like lacrosse, you're playing high school lacrosse and you're going to go D1. <laughs> like that that's kind of yeah. how that works. But for football and like other sports, you just kind of have to play it by ear what's going to be best for you. So I think in America, there's definitely that choice that you can have. But in Canada, like you're saying, you kind of have to go club and do it by yourself, not through your high school. Right, right. It's weird, yeah, like we'd watch TV shows and be like, this is so unrealistic. But that's that's Literally true, like that's America. Mm-hmm. Like, it's different. Well, I'm, I'm curious, like coming to Canada, was it your first time uh, coming to Canada when you came for Ryerson? So no, actually a few years before that, my brother had a tournament. He's still in Pee Wee's at that point in like right outside of Toronto, probably like the Mississauga area. I mean, I'm not like entirely sure, but like near that area. Um and we took a trip to Toronto downtown and I fell in love with it. Like the idea of this huge city life and it felt luxurious, but it also felt humble, but it also felt like this brand new thing that I've never seen before. So that was my first interaction, I guess, with the city. And then, um, 
okay, this is like side story, I guess, but <laughs> there's this um, music artist. Her name's Kira Isabella, and she's a country singer in Canada. I entered her contest. Um, I thought I was just getting a free shirt. It was actually a meet and greet in Toronto. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. and I won it. And so at that point, then we went to Toronto again. And then I made a trip out of it, like a visiting my schools. So while I was up there, I visited U of T, you know, Ryerson. And then my third choice was Michigan State. So we kind of did that little trip. And then I think like the third or fourth time, that was when I moved in. So I wasn't really familiar with the city at that point, but... I knew I loved it from the minute yeah. I saw it. Mm-hmm. I kind of have like the same thoughts. Like, cause obviously like I live like 45 minutes away from the city, but yeah. when I, I lived in res and just the difference, right? Like living in a town and living in a city. And then mm-hmm. when COVID hit, obviously I had to come back home in March and I've been here ever since, but like just the difference, like obviously freedom changes, but being in the city, you feel like you can do anything. You can go anywhere. And then when you kind of go back home, like, has it been hard adjusting going back home? Or are you are you someone that realizes, I like being in a suburban area? No, I, so I love my house and I love the area I grew up in. Like, I love just that very small town feeling. I honestly hated living in the city. It made my mental health go down the drain (laughs) and I think that was a not a huge factor but kind of a factor in the decision to transfer you know like I wanted to see my mom I wanted home cooked meals I didn't want to feel anxious all the time sometimes my roommates would go home and I would be all alone in my apartment or like it's it's called um Pittman Hall obviously it's like a little apartment style building but I felt so alone and it felt very like eye-opening because I thought for so long that's what I wanted in life was to live in a city be this big girl boss not worry about anything conquer the world and then I got there and I realized oh shit this might not be for me the transition was kind of hard coming back home after COVID I mean literally we my dad drove up through the night crossed the border we crossed the border three hours before Canada shut down its border Really? It was like a very like, holy shit moment. We did that. And coming home, I was so excited. Obviously, I haven't seen my boyfriend in a few months, like ever since Christmas break. And this was in March. And I was excited to see my family. I was excited to not have to do my laundry for a little bit. I was excited to not have to cook my own dinners. But now that I'm realizing that I'm home, I have adapted so many positive and negative habits out of it. So some positives are like I'm able to take care of myself and I know myself way better than I did when I first moved to Toronto. But some of the negatives are like I think I posted, but I literally don't know what I'm going to do without my mom. (laughs) And it sounds like, oh, Alyssa, boohoo, like everyone has to do it you don't understand (laughs) like I am so scared and I move into my new apartment in like three or four months and that's gonna be at that like even scary like this is my second time moving out technically and I'm still scared but being home has been such a blessing my grandma got diagnosed with stage four cancer while I was here and yeah while that sucks I'm so glad that I got to be home. I mean, without COVID, I would probably be in Toronto having to have that busy lifestyle. And now I'm able to really appreciate the things that are around me at the time, you know, that that's here. So, I mean, there's a lot of positives and negatives, I think. But right now I'm kind of leaning more towards like the laid back type of lifestyle. Not really a big city type of girl. 
will ask me in five years and we'll, we'll have to catch yeah. up. But right now I'm really content where I am. Yeah. That was one of the main things I was thinking, like the difference, like I can just go home like yeah. during a weekend if I'm missing my mom, like international students don't have that same opportunity. So right. it's, it's definitely tough. All right. So to end off the show, we're going to play our third edition of guest trivia. Yeah. Holden was our first. I believe he got two answers. Yeah, I got right? two out of five. Joe got, Joe got three. three. And now we'll see what Alyssa could do. Can she break Joe's record? I'm so nervous. <laughs> okay. All right. And you okay. should kick us off with the first question. Okay. We're going to start off kind of easy. From what I've heard, you're a Washington Capitals fan, correct? Sadly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. When did they win the Stanley Cup? What year? 2018. All right. Boom. That's one. That's one. One for one right off easy. the bat. Easy. 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 Was that, was that big? Like, were you a big Washington fan before they won or was it when they won? <laughs> I've always been a Caps fan because their AHL affiliate team is the Hershey Bears, and I grew up watching them. And you know what's crazy is their one of their players, um, he went through the Bears program and then was on the Capitals. He is my brother's coach now. Oh, wow. So like That's a full right. circle moment. But yeah, so I've always kind of watched the Capitals just because I was a fan of the Bears. But yeah. <laughs> cool. That's cool. All right. Well, for the second question, we're going to go to... We know you like Disney TV shows and movies, so we have one for each. But with the movies, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna describe one of the movies to you in a really <laughs> awful way, and you have to guess the movie. Okay. All right. So, after losing his father, a boy joins a hippie group and becomes a vegan. What Disney movie is that? <laughs> I can repeat it if you want me to. <laughs> he becomes a vegan i've never heard okay that's probably like um, the least important part but yeah, yeah after yeah. losing his father well, a boy all of them lose their group. all of them lose their parents they join a Do hitting they? group not necessarily okay well i haven't watched the, okay the i need i need movie, like so. i need like one more hint that's gonna help me okay um uncle uncle not good <laughs> <laughs> that gives it away yeah. i think uncle yeah Oh, Nemo. Dude, no. That's cl- okay. That was what we were originally going to do, but the description was pretty inappropriate. So we Very went inappropriate. With- the answer is Lion King. Stop it. <laughs> loses his I loses knew dad. that. Evil uncle. Yeah. Just to scare me. Yeah, that movie was whack. All right, I third question. I will be very, very surprised if you get this one. Um. You, you are a Florida Gator now, so I was going to ask, name two players from the 2008 Florida Gators football team. Literally this, leave me alone. This is one of the greatest football yeah. teams ever. This is like the one that people talk Maybe about. Maybe the greatest. No, I'm literally not going to know. I don't know. I only just okay, recently started I can give following. you two hints. I'll give you a hint. So, is team you Tim Tebow though. one? Tebow's one. Tebow's oh, one. Oh, yeah, okay. There you go. Can I name... One. Okay, I knew Tim Tebow because they have a, like, a statue of him. Yeah. Like, yeah. right in the front of the stadium. So, I did know Tim Tebow. So, that's one. Um, okay, give me another hint. Someone give me a hint. Um, I feel there's one where when you find out, I feel like you're going to be very surprised that yeah. he was on this team. Very well-known player today. Yeah. And there are a couple players that have gotten into some legal trouble. I'll leave it at that. Um, I know you know this person because you talked to me about it when you saw. I I don't want to say a word, but yeah. When did we talk about this? When it came out. I'll say there's a little documentary. 
Oh, no. Nah. He didn't go there. Aaron Hernandez? Aaron Boom. Hernandez. There you go. That's the second player. So that's two I three. didn't realize he went to UF. Yeah, okay. they had it, a... That's not actually the player I was talking about. Um, Cam Newton was on that team. Oh, I didn't know that either. Okay. Yeah. But that, team, like, that team had some whack players yeah, on it. Yeah, Percy well, Harvin, the Pounceys. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, they Joe were stacked. Brandon Spike, a lot when of NFL you said, players. When you said controversial person, I was like, Antonio Brown wasn't on the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Janoris Jenkins before he had to transfer because of legal trouble. Yeah, they were. There we go. They're they, a mess. They won, they're right? Related. They won the national championship, yeah. yeah. Urban Meyer was the coach. Like, it, it, it was stuck. Yeah. They were stuck. Up. Well, All right, so you you're two for three. You're the already you at know. a good start. The more you yeah. know. For the third question, I know, or fourth question, You've become a Justin Bieber fan of late because of his new album, and I know you're a country yes. fan. So, which country duo did Justin Bieber link up with to make 10,000 Hours? Dan and Shay. Right off the bat. Love them. Three okay. for three, four. That ties the record. Yeah. If she get can this get this one. last one right, she will be the On the Wild trivia I'm killing it. Leader. I'm killing it. Champion? I guess. As of now, you'd be Leader. the champion. Yeah. Well, I want to know, though, why did you not like Justin Bieber before that? Because I know a lot of girls uh, of our you know, demographic, or not. Our okay, well, listen, listen. I wanted to be like one of those. Girls. I'm not like other girls. Like that's how I wanted to be. So One Direction, Justin Bieber, Five Seconds Summer, nothing to do with them. I nothing. did not want to like them. And right now, I'm going through a Taylor Fist, Taylor Fist, Taylor Swift <laughs> phase, um, Justin Bieber phase. I'm going through a Harry Styles phase. Like all the things that I should have liked before. Um, but now I'm, I'm starting to really love them, but I love Justin Bieber now. Would you, love him. Haley Bieber. Would you make fun love of, uh, people that like Justin Bieber? Like back then? I would just be like, oh, that's so lame. Like everyone likes them. Da, 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 da. And like meanwhile, great. like. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like you would have bullied me in elementary school. Cause me and one of my best friends. Riley, like Justin I Bieber. bully you now. I literally bully you now. <laughs> no um yeah like i well i grew up like my dad loves heavy metal so my first concert was iron maiden i don't know if you guys know Mm -hmm. iron maiden and um literally like i grew up on that like rock heavy metal so when i would go to school like that would be my like um like fun fact about myself they'd be like two truths a lie okay been to iron maiden twice like this 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 so that was like my little thing and then i would like be mean to people who <laughs> like justin yeah. bieber but now i i would be mean to myself now so we both grew up on rock too because like i know i did like well, i listened to lincoln park when i was in the car with my dad certain, up to a certain point yeah like my, my dad yeah. listens to like 80s yeah like, rock i guess like our initial right. music taste was because of our parents and then once yeah, we yeah. grew up a bit we. i feel like that's with everybody though yeah for sure 100 percent. yeah Final yeah. question. This one, uh, I think it could either be really easy or really hard. It depends on if you watch the show. How many days of summer vacation do Phineas and Ferb get? 104 days of summer vacation. And that oh, is it. Wow. I know I'm right, it. and I just killed your trivia. Wow. You did. I'm, well, I'm <laughs> surprising at five. If you, I was expecting you not to get the Florida one, but you got Yeah. That. Holy. Wow. Well, well okay, you guys helped. So I guess, I guess what, three and a half out of five I could get. We'll, still, g- we'll give you the four. We gave, we, we, there were some tough ones before, so we'll give it to you. But tough. what thing tough. about Phineas and Ferb? I remember being so pissed as a kid, being like, why did you get 104 days? This is ridiculous. Three and a half months. Yeah. Bro, have yeah, you, now there's no. Have you guys heard the Phineas and Ferb theory? 
Oh yeah, I don't remember it, but it's dark. It's hell. dark. Have you heard it, Alyssa? I think so. Like how each character portrays like a certain thing. I did hear about that, but that wasn't well, the one I was talking oh. about. Is um, Phineas and Ferb not actually being alive? So that they had, I guess, yes, they had an accident. Yes, I heard that too. And yeah, so yes. they passed away. And then every time Candace tries to get them in trouble to the mom, and the mom's always like, no one's there. Is it because they're not actually there? And she's just seeing that, and that's how she copes with them being what? gone? I saw that on Instagram, like a yeah. comment. There's well, a you know what? Like, that reminds me of, like, Winnie the Pooh, how each character is supposed to represent, like, a different thing in mental health. Oh, yeah. Have I've you heard, heard that? that? Yeah, yeah. I heard that so, a Disney's on crack but <laughs> yeah they're doing love them. so love many subli- subliminal messages with disney yeah movies didn't like yeah didn't like uh mickey mouse like um give his shirt to winnie P- winnie the pooh because he has like a red or he has like a matching shirt like he oh. gave his shirt and he has the shorts and winnie the pooh has the shirt or something like that i don't know something crazy disney's always doing stuff like that like <laughs> toy story has like a lot of like little things yeah, yeah. in it that are kind of creepy mm-hmm but yeah, I, I'm blown away that you got four out of five. I, she just set a new standard. She just set mm-hmm. the bar for the On the Wild Trip <laughs> next guest. Oh, gosh. Hopefully your next guest doesn't get an easy one. Give them a hard one, too. We'll make it... Well, I feel like we'll kind of base it off of this. I think we, we know who our next guest is going to be, and I have a question in mind for the hardest question. Yeah. Well, there but you go. thank you so much for joining us on On the Wild for episode 10. Is there anything you want to plug or, or say to the audience before uh, we let you go? Yeah, uh, let me plug myself. Um, look me up on YouTube, Alyssa Morrison. Uh, my Instagram is underscore Liss Morrison. My Twitter is Alyssa H. Morrison. TikTok is Spicy Wasian. And that's kind of all. If you if you want to follow me, go ahead and follow me. I'd love to make new friends. Thank you guys so much for having me on the podcast. I had so much fun. And I can't wait till our, our next little FaceTime call together. But thank you so much. Yeah, we're going to link Alyssa's social media and her YouTube down below in the description. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you all next week. Take it easy. Stay wild. Peace. Bye.